in our Habakkuk series, just diving into this book. And I'm Matt, I'm the online and connections pastor, and Dave is our executive pastor. Um, and so we are partway into this, right? There's so much truth in this book, even though it is, right, this small minor prophet. Um, yeah, and so I'd love for us to just be able to, um, right, dig into a couple of these verses here in Habakkuk chapter one. And so um, why don't you just start um, there in verse 12, and then I'll, I'll read these. And yeah, let's just talk about this as this is coming from, right, Habakkuk was he's, um, right, bringing these com complaints yeah. before the Lord with everything that's just going on around him. Yeah, so let's read in uh, Habakkuk 1, starting verse 12. It says, Are you not from everlasting? O Lord, my God, my Holy One, we shall not die. O Lord, you have ordained them as a judgment, and you, O Rock, have established them for reproof. You who are purer eyes than to see evil and cannot look at wrong, why do you idly look at traitors and remain silent when the wicked swallows up the man more righteous than he? You make mankind like the fish of the sea, like crawling things that have no ruler. He brings all of them up with a hook. He drags them out with his net. He gathers them in his dragnet, so he rejoices and is glad. Therefore, he sacrifices to his net and makes offerings to his dragnet. For by them he lives in luxury, and his food is rich. Is he then to keep on emptying his net and mercilessly killing nations forever? I will take my stand at my watchpost and station myself on the tower, and look out to see what he will say to me, and what I will answer concerning my complaint. All right, Dave. So we look at this, and we see right Habakkuk probably saying things that for a lot of us would say, can I even, right? Can I even voice, voice this to God? And we usually end up voicing it in, in other ways, even though, right, we, right, probably should be just bringing that right before to the Lord. And um, what do we even learn here from what we've unpacked or we're going to unpack, just looking at Habakkuk and, and how we should respond to understanding maybe the world around us, specifically for us, right, as fathers of Jesus. So understanding the things, right, the the turmoil or the evil or the wickedness around us. But how do we re respond in understanding God's process and control in situations when it seems like maybe they're out of control or we don't have understanding? Yes. Yeah, so, so I think it's fair to ask the question, you know, where's God in the midst of all of this? Yeah. Um, and if we're all being honest, everybody at some level questions God, not, not from a standpoint of questioning or doubting, but, you know, asking questions to, to discern. Um, yeah. I think when we ask questions of God, um, that doesn't necessarily mean we, we lack faith hmm. and it means we want to grow in our understanding. And sometimes it's in that struggle or in that tension yeah. of, of complaining to God or crying out or lamenting to God where hmm. we actually um, are, are, are shaped, um, through, through his word and, and through the circumstance. Yeah. Um, so specifically, yeah. I and mean, I think of just all the craziness going on in the world. You think of earthquakes, you think of things going on and even in our state, you know, uh, in East Palestine, you know, I just feel like there's a lot of things going on in the world that people can't wrap their heads around, hmm. you know, where is God in the midst of this pain? You know, my, yeah. my heart goes back to, I can remember exactly where I was on September 11th. You know, it's one of those type of moments yeah. where, where people, you know, cried out to God and said, God, where are you? And in that, in those moments, yeah, you know, I feel like there was like this, 
just this fresh unifier of God, like bringing people together. Um, and even now, like in the midst of us crying out to God, God, where are you? Um, you know, he's, he's present. He's not left us. I think it's, it's great for us just to remember in the midst of anything that you're going through personally or globally, right? That God is in control. I think it sounds fairly simple to say that, but yeah. I think it, it's, it's moments where things feel like they're out of control that we don't, we don't know how to trust God. We don't know where he is in those moments. Um, because God's timing is not our timing. Yeah. Uh, the way that he works, his plan is not the way we would necessarily do things. And, and some, sometimes maybe like even in Habakkuk's, Habakkuk's case, like you think about his complaint to God, yeah. you know, he cries out to God and says, Hey, like, uh, don't you see the evilness and the destruction and the pain and the turmoil that we're going through and the violence? Yeah. And, and God's like, yeah, I see that. I see it. I'm going to do something about it, <laughs> but it's not going to be in a way that you think that I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm going to do it my way. And I'm going to raise up a, a nation, right? An evil people to, uh, right? The Babylonians to, to come in and, and invade and wipe you guys out and, mm -hmm. and, and correct the sin and the unrighteousness. And um, so I think it's fair to look at Habakkuk's you know, complaints and crying out to God and, and also somewhat put ourselves in a similar boat of saying, okay, God, where are you in this? How can you teach me in this moment? What are you trying to help me to learn uh, about who you are and your nature and your character? Um, yeah. What do you want to teach me about myself? All of those kind of things. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's good. And I think it like leads us to like deeper questions. And, you know, I love what you were saying, how it's so often can be this opportunity to right to learn and to grow of as we ask those questions. And you know, I think that is the, the, the thing that we need to learn is sometimes how do we, how do we deal with the frustration or the, the fear that we feel? And I think so often is we don't bring it before the Lord. Hmm. Um, we don't run to him. Um, you know, what I love right now still about my kids, cause they're young is that like when most of the time when something's going wrong or they're afraid, like they still run to me or they, mm -hmm. they cry out. Um, but what I know, and I'm even seeing this in my oldest, even though, right, he's only seven is getting that where some of those things, okay, he's, he's stopped, but, and what I've heard is as they get teenagers and maybe you could speak more of that, they kind of stop looking to their parents and look to other things and how often we do that with God. And I think when things seem out of control that we don't run to him, even though we should, hmm. right. If he's our, our father that deeply loves us and cares about us, right. Jesus is talking about that. It's like hmm. a, a father gives good gifts, right. He wants to hear, um, and so it's how do we how do we turn those things and right and respond and recognize okay God does have right His timing and He speaks of that throughout Scripture He says right my ways are not your ways my thoughts are not your thoughts um, and do we actually believe that God is in control um, and and in that how do we even define that and I think that's what's hard with a lot of us is that what it really probably speaks to is ah. I like the idea of Jesus as Lord, but if I'm out of control or right, my life isn't like rainbows and butterflies, then it's just part of this of like, do I actually like trust? Mm. And, and it is really hard. And I think that's part of what we see with like, right. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for the conviction of things not seen. Um, but that gets really hard in the midst of, of turmoil. And that's a lot of what we're unpacking. And I think even we see around us of, um, you know, and I think that that press in and I ask question of like, 
And do I just want to follow after Jesus because I want, right, everything to just go away? And so I think like we can we can wrestle with this of like, am I only going after Jesus because I have this false idea that like somehow if I do this, then he's going to like bless me or take these things away? Or do I go after Jesus because I do recognize like, oh, even, right, even if, right, mm-hmm. that powerful like, but even if, right, we will worship him. And um, yeah, how have you even seen that? Just in in your life, or right, in your church experience, or right? your executive pastor here, but you've spent seasons and times in different churches and different states and different seasons of ministry. How, how have you seen just um, right God's process and maybe God's control in difficult situations, just in in your own life and with your family? Yeah, well, I I was going to jump in a little bit before that. You started talking about family stuff, and um, not that I'm you know, one to, to speak in, but I do have five kids. So it's like thinking of my, my relationship with my kids yeah. as it relates to even Habakkuk crying out to God as father. Mm. Um, you know, there was something you started saying there, uh, about your kiddos and the, the difference between even my teenage daughter and my eight-year-old daughter. Mm. Um, and just the way that they go about asking for things or complaining about things, mm. Um, and their, their, their need for my, um, uh, for my guidance and for my attention. Um, yeah, there, there, there is something unique about the, the, the further along that we get in our own lives, right. That we have this understanding that sometimes we, we make up on our own that, mm-hmm. that we don't need to go to God with it because it's, it's probably our own pride that gets in the yeah. way, yeah. you know, that keeps us from going to God to yeah. complain of like, you know, Hey, I, I'm no longer eight years old. I can't complain about these things, you know, but the difference between my 14 year old, and my eight year old of the things that they'll come to me about like, dad, can I have this? Can I do this? And it's like, yeah. I want my way. And I'm trying to help, you know, my younger daughter to, to understand, like, you don't know that you don't want that, you, yeah. you know, yeah, that I, as your father want to give you good things, but your plan is not the best plan right now. And yeah. um, so, so, yeah, you're absolutely right. I think the the older we get, sometimes we get in our own way of, mm-hmm. of crying out to God and um, and understanding, you know, how to, how to really um, just connect with him, you know, to, you know, as right, the creator, sustainer of the universe, one who has control over all things. Um, so, yeah, when, when you think about, when I think about, like, again, my girl's, it feels like they're always complaining to me about something. And um, when I think about this in this passage, like how much it frustrates me as a dad to hear their complaints, um, know that I am I am not a perfect father. But even in that, like God's big enough to handle all of our complaints. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he he wants us to come to him with the things that are stressing us out, you know, the things that we don't understand about this world. Yeah. Um, he wants us to, to, to have proximity and access to, um, to, to talking to him and having a relationship with him. So I, I see that manifest itself in my, in my girls. And when you were talking about your own kids, like it's, it's hard not to look at this through the lens of my own kids complaints to me. Um, and then how I, how I want to make things right for them. But I, at the same token, I'm not in control of everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I want to, I want to take those things and fix those things uh, in a way um, that I know how to do. But you, you talked about um, just different things in ministry. I think as I look over, 
you know, I turned 40 this year, so I feel like I'm really old, but you are. Um, I'm feeling it. I definitely am feeling it. But as I look back at the years of, of like life and raising children and ministry experience, um, it, it's, it, it, it's not hard to see, right. God's faithfulness. Mm. When I look back, when you look back, yeah. When I look ahead, it's easy to be fearful of the unknown. You yeah. talked about faith, right. As the substance of things yeah. before the evidence of things not seen, like we, we are so like entrenched with like the here and now yeah. and in the yeah. moment stuff, you know? Um, and I think that's partly why we in this world are just so overwhelmed and fearful and frustrated by the things that we, we don't have control over because it's like, we don't see, we don't see the outcomes of how all these things unfold. Yeah. Um, the, the beauty of, of believing in a God who is the, the one who holds all things together is that we have hope that, yeah. that this is not the end, right? We have a, we have a loving father. We have one who came into this, this world, lived a perfect sinless life and defeated death. And now our, our faith then is, is, is grown and made manifest and, and deepened when we, you know, when we continue to fix our eyes on Jesus and not on the things that, yeah. that are frustrating us. So yeah, looking back at, life and ministry, like it's easy to look back and see God's faithfulness because I can see how he was faithful and how he yeah. got me through yeah, and how his if, promise was real. Couldn't, couldn't see it then. And yeah. yeah, that is, I think the important reminder for us, even as we unpack this of, I think, how do, how do we handle rightly? And so I think that's why looking at Habakkuk and saying, and, and I think even like, right, the, the Psalms and right throughout that there, there's these right Psalms of lament of how do we rightly handle these situations in our personal life, just in, right, in our state, in our country, in our world, where we say, so how do we take this and rightly bring it before the Lord, right, and seek him, um, even if we don't have, right, knowledge or clarity on why something is right his word then his truth says right he gives us right peace beyond understanding and so yeah that's such a good yeah this has just been great good conversation just reminders for us of that right like we've been saying god is god and god is good no matter what um and yeah just encouraging to remember that right he is a, a good father that sees us and and hears us and wants us to run to him mm -hmm. and that in the midst of our brokenness in the midst of our fears in the midst of our frustrations that we can run to him. And um, yeah, that is, we can understand as, right. As fathers or as parents watching this as frustrating as it is at times, it's like, man, that's, that's my kid. And so I'm going to hear him out. And to the umpteenth, that's a terrible example because he's right. He's a perfect father. And so we can, right. We can run to him as, right. As children and, and seek him. And so Dave, thanks. It's been uh, good just unpacking this and yeah, for sure, man. and pressing into God's word and just uh, yeah talking about how how we can keep our our trust in Jesus. Yeah.